Sefer Bereshit, Parshat V'yishlach, on the importance of food laws. Parshat V'yishlach is best known for the scene in which Yaakov wrestles with the angel and gets his new name, Yisrael. What often gets overlooked in the story, though, is the injury Jacob incurs in this encounter. Sefer Bereshit, the book of Genesis, mentions it in passing. Jacob was left alone and a figure wrestled with him until the break of dawn. When the divine agent saw that he had not prevailed against him, he wrenched Jacob's hip at its socket so that the socket of his hip was strained as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for dawn is breaking. But he answered, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Said the other, what is your name? He replied, Yaakov. Said he, your name shall no longer be Yaakov, but Yisrael, for you have striven with divine beings and humans and have prevailed. The detail about Jacob's hip might seem extraneous and hardly relevant to the significance of the story on a deeper spiritual level. The Torah will soon explain the halachic meaning of this incident, as we'll see. But the Kedushat Levi, in his mystical commentary, wrote of a symbolic dimension. He taught that Jacob's feet here represented the convergence of the three parts of the universe. The angelic world, the outer space realm of the stars, planets, and galaxies, the domain of animal life on Earth. The Kedushat Levi explained that Jacob's head represents the highest angelic plane, which enables him to recognize his creator. Next, his heart corresponds to the astronomical domain, the world of wheels, which allows humanity to live by seasons and years, putting us in connection with the creator. Finally, he wrote the thighs, the hip sockets of the person represent the lower universe a domain in which God must be served by means of God's creatures, having faith in their creator. Thighs are viewed as tools by means of which humanity is able to recognize the presence and power of a creator. Thighs are another word for legs, which does not only mean legs, but is related to habit, the danger that man serves God only from rote, lip service. And we learn just three verses after the wrestling, that indeed being Israel requires not mere lip service to God, but real world action. The book of Genesis teaches, the sun rose up upon Jacob as he passed Penuel, limping on his hip. That is why the children of Israel to this day do not eat the thigh muscle that is on the socket of the hip since Jacob's hip socket was wrenched at the thigh muscle. Naturally, a debate in the Talmud ensues over what exactly this means. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the thigh muscle refers to the sciatic nerve of the right thigh. Others, however, said this means the sciatic nerve on both thighs, and this was the prevailing opinion. Still, people perplexed by the Torah's non-rational traditions are probably asking why? Why turn this angelic encounter 
into a food law. Isn't it enough that Jacob's descendants and our entire people are called Israel, God wrestlers, to remind us of this battle? Even the common person eating kosher food, unless they're paying close attention to the Torah, isn't going to know the significance of what they're eating. And so, commentators have come up with several explanations of what is going on with this commandment. One possibility, the Sforno posits, is that the thigh muscle doesn't taste like anything. And so we learn, circularly, that the best thing to do is simply to follow God's instructions. Another proposition by the Rashbam is that we do not eat the thigh muscle as a reminder of the heroism displayed by Yaakov, as well as a reminder of the miracle that God performed for him, as a result of which he did not die. However, by studying this Parsha, we can also learn that being called Israel and being mindful about how we eat are inseparable. Food ethics must be essential to our identity as Jews. The very moment we are named as a nation is ingrained with ethical food consciousness. The Kli Yakar teaches the mystical dimensions involved in this Kashrut case in the Garden of Eden and in eating in general. We find in statements of the rabbis, may their memory be blessed, that deep things, the comprehension of which are difficult, are compared to tendons, as Rashi explained in Parshat Yitro, and tell the children of Israel. He explained, tell to the males matters as difficult as tendons. And comprehension is called eating, as we find that about the four that enter the orchard, it cites the verse, eat your fill of honey about investigation that is hidden from the eye of all the living. And this commandment is a hint for the future generations to prevent Israel from hidden mystical investigations. As Ben Sira said, you have no businesses in hidden things. For one should be concerned about this, lest their minds be destroyed and they come to heresy. As the many will not have the wisdom to understand the secrets properly because their minds travel through the muddied valley. This is because the vanities of this world and its pleasures confuse the mind of man. And the hint in the prevention from eating the sciatic tendon for the generations is to be a commemoration that God prevented them from the fruit of the tree of knowledge, such that they not feed their minds things as difficult as tendons, as he injured the hollow of Jacob's thigh. And if this setback temporarily occurred to the perfect Jacob when he veered a little from the even path, what will the hyssop of the well, hyssop of the wall, average people, whose primary occupation is with the vanities of this world and its pleasures do? Therefore, they should not be occupied with hidden things except for the special few, like Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, the Rashbi, and his likeness, who become repulsed by and renounce the vanities of this world. End quote. We learn from the book of Genesis to see the human body, yes, as one that connects to the divine, but also as a body in the animal world. The thigh muscle of Yaakov was injured, and therefore we do not eat the thigh muscle of the animal. In this deducible, by some sort of universal process of human reason, the same reason that teaches people not to murder or steal, is this deducible by some sort of universal process of human reason, the same reason that teaches people not to murder or steal, 
Probably not. This commandment does, however, teach us something about what it meant to be human. True kashrut laws will help us develop empathy of animals, but someone who's never heard of keeping kosher could be called by morality and intuition to eat in a way that minimizes harm to animals. This specific commandment, though, emphasizes the intersection of humanity, angels, and animals, and it teaches us about the particular place of humans. We are not angels, able to do the will of God perfectly and on immediate command. So too, we are not animals who live not by conscience, but by instinct. In this Torah portion, Yaakov must learn to overcome not just the angel, but also the animal instinct to eat anything and everything a person pleases. And it is through the laws of kashrut and ethical eating that we learn to align ourselves with our purpose as human beings. Shabbat Shalom.